365 Days of Sport. Yes, that's right. It's another edition of 365 Days of Sport, the official greatest sports radio show on the planet. Yes, that's right. The official greatest sports radio show on the planet. And to my right, the hottest thing to come out of Auckland since the Aotea Square ice rink. Hmm. Jesus, I don't even know that existed. There you go. It can't be that hot. It's hot. <laughs> that might be an insult. <laughs> Was it so well, hot that it melted? Yes, Could indeed. That's the voice of Robert Bryce. Mm. If you were to check the Oxford Concise Dictionary now, yeah. on the word official, yeah. the new definition of the word official is it means nothing. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, so if you were to say, so everything now that every people say is official, yeah. it's just like, it just a, isn't. it's just a sort of non-anything prefix to a word. A non-anything yeah. prefix. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No. Okay, so if you say this is officially the greatest radio show of all time, yeah. you just basically just said, you just filled space. Why would that yeah. one word? This is the greatest radio show of all time. But it has to be written, Rob. You no, can't but, just, but, you just can't claim I'm this. I'm just saying type of thing. We've, we've totally distorted the word official. It may, means nothing at all. What? Just us? Yeah. If you, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, the dictionary. They're paying attention to what's going on in the show. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's happening. Nice. Mm. Hey, just news on the listeners. Oh, what listeners? <laughs> exactly. People listening to the show. We finally got somebody in Africa. Yes. Good. Good. South Africa. I don't know who it is, but Trinidad and Tobago are on board. The West Indies, Wendy's. Yes. Good, good, good. Could be Brian Lara. So, yeah, so a big hello to our, li- our new listener mm. in uh, Trinidad and Tobago, Tokyo. Viv, Viv Richards? Well, he's Antiguan. Oh, okay. It's Brian Lara, I it's think. It's Brian Lara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. No, it is. Mm. It definitely is Brian Lara. Good. <laughs> Officially. Hey, did you know, it's June the 3rd. Mm. It's World Cider Day today. Oh, my word. So... Obviously, you like a beverage, Jude, when we were recording the show. So, well, uh, just, I would never normally drink cider, to be honest. But in regard, because it is World Cider Day, I've, I've made the sacrifice and stepped up for the team. And uh, also now a huge push for sponsorship. Yes, definitely. Because you're a Kiwi, what's the cider of choice well, just for just today? Well, in the meantime, I've gone for a Monteith's brand. Monteith's. Yeah. I like the Monteith's. I, I shouldn't say I like now. I do like it now, but I'm not lady. It's so. crisp, it's smooth, it's got a nice little hint of tang. Hint of tang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is. it goes uh, down. I remember you used to be able to drink six or seven Montes because it's very, very easy. Good. Okay. Uh, and you can just, all of a sudden, you're six or seven pints in and uh, half cut. Six or seven? Yeah. Pushing through? Yeah. That's nice. Is that about when you start coming up with ideas for um, traveling the world and getting 365 <laughs> days of sport on your belt and that sort of stuff? Yeah, that was in the old Guinness days. Okay. Well, speaking uh, of Guinness, I tell you what, I've got a bit of a dilemma on my hands with, oh, with really? Guinness. Well, obviously, it's something I, I love. I'm very happy with the Guinness. Right. We're great friends. I have a feeling I started having quite bad skin prom- skin problems. Oh, really? Middle of last year. And one thing I thought of, and it's just starting to kick in again at the moment. Oh. And it's winter season has kicked in and I've upped the Guinness intake significantly. Yeah. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's a factor. So I'm Ooh. sacrificing my beautiful face. Consume for, tremendous amounts of Guinness for that Guinness buzz. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to re- reconsider things. You might uh, do a bit of research. See if anyone helps. Well, has I'm, I'm going to take a few weeks break off it, and I'll, I'll come back and if I'll kick back into it again. And if I go to pieces, whoa. And I, I mean, it's important at this stage of my life that I'm appealing to the opposite oh, sex. Oh no, I, and I need everything I can get on my side. <laughs> every bit of weapon, weaponry I can have in the uh, in the armory. I need so, it. so World Cider Day is an international declaration of love for the popular cult drink. Cult drink, cult. No. That sounds a bit weird. Try living in Melbourne. Everyone drinks it's like, it. It's like the Jonestown massacre or something. It's symbol. Was he armed with cider secretly? <laughs> Must no have been. Knew. 
It symbolises the beginning of the apple cider season all over the world. No matter if you're a cider press house, an apple cider innkeeper, a cider fan, or the owner of a meadow orchard, mm. let the world know what you have to offer for this celebration. And you can look up all the uh, all the stuff on worldciderday.com. There you go. So it's, an, it's a thing. Mm. Everything seems to have a day nowadays. Yeah, I know. Is, is every day some sort of day? I, I, Why did they choose June the 3rd? It's the start of the cider season. Oh. Somewhere, probably in Britain, but Europe. Yeah, well, not here, Britain, clearly. Yeah, not. I, I seem to remember. I read a report somewhere that there was now fifteen hundred days in the year and one hundred and twenty weeks. Fifteen hundred days and one hundred and twenty. Because well, well like June the third is World Cider Day, and yeah. it's also International Rowing Day or something. Oh, I see. So, what you're saying in terms of the events calendar. Yeah. I so see. there's all these okay. days, and all of a sudden, oh, there's fifteen hundred days in a year. It's the ice hockey finals have started this week. Woohoo! It's between Pittsburgh Penguins, yep, and the Nashville Predators. I don't, I don't even hear of the Nashville Predators. Yeah. That's a great name, though. Are Do you they like really that? New on the scene? They're quite new on the scene, yeah. Okay. okay. And Nashville's not exactly known for its ice hockey heritage either. Are they not? No, no. But in Game One, it was hosted in Pittsburgh, and the big talking point is some bloke threw a catfish onto the ice oh. during the game. Like a live catfish? Probably not live no, probably catfish. Not live. Although live. the would have sto- had to sneak in like a, a a little tank and everything to keep it alive, wouldn't it? Which would have, <laughs> yes. would have been tough going. Yeah, but here's the story. I don't know why. There's something to do with catfishes and, and something about ice hockey, but I don't know the ins and outs. Right. But the story of how he got it into the stadium is more the story, really. Because you just he has a big long coat. Just, <laughs> well, this just, is even this yeah. is even stranger. Okay, the, the guy's name was Jake Waddell. Uh, he pulled off the catfish caper, and he he did actually go to great lengths. He bought the catfish in Tennessee because he's from Nashville. Okay, he drove it all the way to Pittsburgh. Ran over it with his pickup truck, so he actually brought it there live. Oh, okay. So it didn't stink it up. Yep. He vacuum sealed it, stuffing it in a like a glad bag in a Ziploc bag, like it was going to be part of like a sandwich to have at half time sort of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He wore like compression pants, uh, like cycling pants. Shoved it down there yep. near his crotch. Yep. Uh, sprayed it with Old Spice to mask the smell. Okay. Even um, though it was already vacuum sealed. Yeah. Okay. He was taking precautions because I, I would imagine a dead catfish probably does smell. Is is Old Spice the best scent for a dead <laughs> fish? Is that the most? I think it's one of those scents you put on yeah. to avoid, you know, getting smelled. People like security go, oh, carry okay. on, sir. So he actually snuck past security. He pulled the flattened catfish out from behind his nutsack, wrapped it in a promotional giveaway T-shirt before walking down towards the ice and chucking the slimy, whiskered instrument of crime over the plexiglass onto the ice. You know, he actually went... Yeah, yeah. He thought about it. And then what... So what happened once it was on the ice? Someone just grabbed, took it off? Oh, they stopped the game and, yeah. So oh, okay. Was, out came the uh, cleaning staff with a yeah. bit of a spade uh, and took it off. So, um, <laughs> But this guy's been arrested and I think they've now just this morning drop the charges see I th- this is one of these ones where I think okay wh- when did this idea strike him go, yeah. okay there's a game coming up I got an idea I'm gonna throw a goddamn fish on the ice what do you think guys it's gonna it's gonna be crazy it's gonna blow my eyes <laughs> yeah. they're gonna be playing the game and all of a sudden there's gonna be like a fish yeah like right on the ice yeah what's gonna happen what's gonna what's gonna happen there you think yeah. I'm gonna lose it I'm gonna get my moment I'm gonna 15 minutes of fame I'm doing it yeah, I'm, I'm doing, doing it, it. Apparition. It's a eureka moment. Yeah. But all eyes were on game, because that was the first game of a seven-game series in the finals. Mm. 
So they upped security for game two because they go Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah. National, National, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Particularly in regard to seeing fish. Yeah, to make sure. Okay. So security was upped. Mm-hmm. And I, I am yeah. pleased to report no catfish were thrown on the ice in game two. That's a relief. Yeah. yeah. That's it. We don't want chaos ensuing. That's that's the that's going to be the fall down, the beginning of the end of democracy. I think when that sort of thing happens, <laughs> yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, don't worry about no. Donald Trump. It's those hockey yeah, players throwing fish it. on the ice that yeah. are causing all sorts of problems. Still in the states, did you see the New York Donald Trump? No, no, no. It's much more important than that. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, New York Mets of Mesmerized fame. Yep, friend of the show. Get mesmerized. <laughs> Get mesmerized. Daryl yeah. Strawberry and all, mm-hmm. all them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sacked their mascot this week. Sacked him. Yeah. What, 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 what is their mascot for the Mets? Well, he's like a big ball. <laughs> it's not very... It's a big ball with a hat on. Okay. Yeah. could have come up with something better, I guess, when you got the Mets. What does the Mets even mean? Metropolitans, isn't it? That's what it stands oh, okay, for. Right. So, yeah, you're right. Okay. It's a big train or something. No. Yeah. It's a ball that's well, what, around. Shouldn't it be like the Empire State Building? Could be. The be- the ball is actually called Mr. Met, by okay. the way. They've very really good. thought long and hard about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the Mets haven't had a great start to the season, and Mr. Met has been pretty frustrated Right. So during a seven-one loss to the Milwaukee Brewers, yep, he flashed his middle finger Ooh. to a fan, and the Mets have taken this pretty seriously. Yeah, and they've sacked him. They've sacked him. Yeah, I thought you were about to say he's flashed as something else. Well, I don't yeah. think you can when you're in a mascot costume. No, no, but, uh, would have to, that would have taken a lot of thought on planning, so, like Catfish Man. Yeah. He would have had to sort of, sort <laughs> yes. of stitch in a Velcro exposure part to his. Yeah. Uh, his baseball suit. You remember we were talking about the golfer, Lexi Hamilton, whatever she was called, yeah. who got... Somebody on TV watched it. They only found out about this because somebody tweeted what? it. Oh, come on. I know. That's they, ridiculous, Somebody man. tweeted this, and the Mets said, we apologise for the inappropriate action of this employee. Mm. Uh, we do not condone this type of behaviour. We are dealing with the matter internally. How do you reckon how dis- Do you reckon the guy would have been that disappointed to lose that job? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. It would have gone running. It would have celebrated. Yeah. Would have bought many a beer. Um, the Mets aren't having a great time because Mets pitcher, yeah. Matt Harvey, he played that night. He didn't show up for the, the game next day after a late night on the town, oh. causing the team to suspend him for three days. He didn't show up to the game, did you no, say? No, he had a bender. <laughs> Did One for great sport and vendors. Okay. Um, and the other thing, after a win over Miami, the Mets tweeted a photograph of TJ Rivera wearing the star of the game crown in their clubhouse. And the background included, in the locker of backup catcher Kevin Plawecki, a clearly visible sex toy. <laughs> so the Mets aren't having star a great... Star of the game crown. Oh, that's what, beautiful, they, isn't it? They actually they just have a crown. For the star of the game, so, that's, uh, that's that's like something it, you give to a five-year-old. Yeah, I know that's five even gold stars that's for you. more. The more I think about that, that, the more horrendous it is. Yeah, you're going to encourage someone to behave like an idiot. Don't worry about the big dildo in the you background. You can't take that seriously. I know somebody's <laughs> wearing a crown in the in the dressing room. <laughs> what else? What else? Give me some more stuff in football. Harry Redknapp, who's quite a well-known Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. Okay, old Harry. He wants to sign uh, this lad called Benoit Asu Ekoto. Benoit. Is he from? He's French or French. Cameroon oh, French. or something. Oh, Cameroon. Like Cam- well, Cameroon is French. Benny. Oh, Ben. I like that. Okay. Um, Benoit. Benoit doesn't want to sign for Birmingham City, but well, guess what's, why? What's because um, it's too close to Cheltenham. <laughs> Yeah, it is well. Sorry, I just said that because Bruce is within earshot. Right oh, now. there you go. Um, what's the uh, so he's uh, what he's he doesn't want to sign with Birmingham, Birmingham City. City. Actually, he's not that interested in playing football. They had pretty good curries there. Yes, yeah, the, we had uh, a curry there, didn't we? Golden Triangle, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Birmingham Baldy Triangle. Um, okay, why does he want to sign? Tell me. He's more interested in a career in porn. 
Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> that's that's an unlikely substitute. <laughs> it's not an unlikely substitute. That's sort of like, what do you want to drink? Oh, I'll have an orange juice. Oh, we haven't got any orange juice. Okay, I'll have eight vodkas. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bloke that last year claimed that he'd rather buy his own football boots on eBay than be sponsored to wear somebody's boots. I'd rather be free than a sponsor's prostitute was his actual claim to the press. So he actually bought a pair of boots off eBay for $23 and well, played Premier League football in these boots. I like... Oh, he's all right, this guy. Yeah. He, he, he things outside the box. Yeah. But he's going to be on the box pretty soon by the sounds. <laughs> not not in Definitely. a way that... Yeah, uh, yeah. What, are the, what do mum and dad think about this? I'm just having a look now, but... Yeah. Um, he, he just says he, he openly said he doesn't consider football to be a passion and now instead treats his career as a professional player as a job. Right. Is he, how old is he? 33. Oh, so he's in the twilight years. It's not like he's a young man who's... Yeah, he's made some money out of potential and promise and it's just, just gone into porn after that. Harry, Harry comes out and says, maybe I can get another year out of him before he decides to do mm. that. I don't know why... Is he, I don't think he's really thought long and hard about this decision. He's not the first uh, footballer to uh, to do this. Uh, last season, the Brazilian centre-back Anderson Con- Conseco mm. made headlines when he revealed that former Real Mallorca manager Joaquin Caparros used pornography to try and motivate his players before a La Liga game oh, against Athletic Bilbao. So he's partially to blame for this Well, possibly. Thing. In the team talk ahead of the game, Caparros showed us a video with images from a porn film. We were shocked. We didn't understand anything of what we were watching. Hmm. He told us, on the pitch, you need to play as hard as this guy, as he pointed to the screen. Oh, no. Just puns all, right, all over the place. <laughs> I don't know how that works in hmm. Spanish, but yeah. That's well, that's taking it- things to a different extreme. We had the the other team, uh, was the Argentinian team or so, some Southern American team, which had the uh, the girlfriend willing to de-close de- yep. the team one. And now I've got them just showing porn for inspiration. That's uh, it, won't, it, it will encourage a bit of vigor. I think it probably confused footballers. Yeah. Is this where we're going? Really? Is this where we're talking? We're discussing porn now. Is this where we're going on the show? Is it's this, news, man. It's, it's news. news. Um, right. So, so when uh, when does his career start? When when can we catch a glimpse of him? I don't know. Yeah, it's not in the paper. We'll stay tuned. Hey. Um, it was the Monaco Grand Prix on the weekend. Okay. So Jensen Button, who re- essentially retired from Formula One, mm-hmm. Fernando Alonso, who drives for McLaren, he um, he got a call up to drive in the Indy 500 instead of Monaco. So McLaren um, called it called up Jensen to see mm. if he wanted to have a quick drive. Right. Obviously, Jensen said, oh, don't mind that. I think he lives in Monaco. Most of the Formula One guys do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just as they're about to start the race, new technology, he gets a phone call from Fernando Alonso in the car. Jensen. Jensen, my friend, I'm sure you wanted to hear my voice before starting the race. Uh, just wishing you the best of luck. We follow you here on television. You did amazing yesterday. So, yeah, please have oh, fun, thank you. my friend, and take care of my car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to pee in your seat. <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> have fun. You did amazing Cheers, yesterday. Man. Amazing job. And you, buddy. So, Jensen... Just told him straight up, I'm going to pee in your seat. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Loud and clear. And is he, is he pole position or where was no, he? No, he was way down. In way fact, down. He, he crashed out. In fact, he caused a crash and then crashed okay. out himself. Well, maybe Jensen. not the best preparation to have a quick chat. To, well, I don't think know, Jensen cared. He probably got paid a million. He seemed a bit casual about things. He is pretty casual, yeah, Jensen, yeah. yeah. Just a bit of a chat. Yeah, so okay. I thought that was quite funny. Maybe, but maybe next time mum can give him a call and they can <laughs> discuss uh, you know, how prices have gone up at the local... Dairy. Okay. Well, there's any drastic changes in the milk prices? Yeah, we'll keep you updated. Yeah, Talking of the UK, a inflatable boat race in Newcastle 
has been uh, cancelled. Oh no! What 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 race? Where? Of it's what, the the. Of what prestige is this particular race that, well, we're, not that we're now sh- all missing out? As, a, as I'm a, not as quite a sure what prestige it is, but okay. uh, the Tyne inflatable boat race in Newcastle. Yeah. The police and the emergency services have actually questioned the wisdom and the legitimacy of this race. Right. Um, because it's basically an excuse for hundreds of drunk. Geordies, sure. Um, to float down a river on ridiculously slate shaped lilos. Okay. Well, they they just sign a waiver, do they? Or yeah, yeah, I think so. But basically, the the northeast is well known for just getting on it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and creating havoc. So basically, it was over three and a half. It was supposed to be over that Geordie shore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you've just got to watch that things pretty well. Not really seen it myself. So yeah. three and a half not mile race. Yeah, the Tyne isn't. It's it's quite close to the sea as well. So it's not exactly smooth sailing. Oh, so it's got a bit of rough and tumble. Though. Yeah. So it is a bit rough. So uh, mm. you're just not going to stop Geordie's drinking. Yeah. You can tell them, mm. you can tell them, and you can tell them, mm. but they will still do They'll it. They'll just carry on. They'll just get on it. So well, what was the, is it, it has officially been cancelled then? Well, In the truth this is the, the thing. Yeah. Uh, there's some background reading that they're going to go and do it anyway. Okay. Even though they've been told not to. Okay. So it's a bit like... Uh, like do you know the name of the races? The Tyne Inflatable Boat Race. That's it. <laughs> That's what they call not, it, yeah. Not creative at all. So, yeah. So, um, when you mix alcohol and water and inflatables, mm. so it's not going to be... Uh... The, other, the other thing is, the Tyne is actually quite a busy river. It's an industrial area, so um, there's a lot of well, boats. you can't get in the way of commerce. That's very yeah. true, Rob. And, and uh, you know, you don't want the whole economy to fall to pieces. Yeah. With a bit of drunken stupidity. So, yeah. So, if they go, instead of going towards the port, they could mm. probably go up river quite a bit and do it. So, we'll, we'll keep tabs on whether whether this uh, goes ahead, okay. whether, whether it's a renegade event. Oh, still, this is obviously very recent news then. This is Was it supposed very to be recent. Sort of today, England? Yeah, time? probably. It's okay. going to be a summer thing. You can't do it. It's got to be in yeah, July. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah, early July. Yeah, it's, but it's uh, fairly north. I mean, it sounds fun, yeah. but uh, if you get hit by a, a tugboat or a destroyer or yeah. something, it's probably not that fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I see, if it does get cancelled, no doubt it's in shockwaves around the world. Cause, uh, <laughs> shockwaves indeed. Yeah. Well, it's made it to our I'm, show. I'm stunned at hearing this news. I've look, been looking forward to it all yeah. year. Yeah. So this news for the week is a That's news for well, the week. Was, thank you for that. No I, problem. I, as informative as usual. <laughs> Greatest Sporting Benders, here we are, June the 3rd, on World Cider Drinking Day. I've, I'm quite happy with this one. I've Good. Got, oh, I've got, I've got, I have to go for a bit of a double feature, because it is short and to the point, this uh, first one. Yep. Again, I've, I've gone for my unlikely drunken sports. Yeah, beautiful. What have we got this week? Here's the headline. Table tennis number one player reveals alcohol as his secret weapon. Oh, nice. Yeah. This is a star who is giving new meaning to the term, drink you under the table. He is Chinese. Oh. Imagine being the world number one, you know, if, if you're the best in China, you're, you're going to be probably, I mean, you'll be pretty good. Imagine oh, no saying doubt. that you're better than like a billion other people at anything. Yeah. You know, so if you're it number is. one in China, China should actually, how do they go in the Olympics? Do they normally win everything? Uh, the table tennis, yeah, definitely. Well, no, not tables, but just the, the middle count. Are they normally first? Oh, no, 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 no. US the still? Yanks, yeah. Still the Yanks, and then, but there'll be two or China's three. China's close there, yeah. They should be, really, with that many people. You're right. They should, and, they should and be first that in much sponsored doping. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, that much uh, people playing. Yeah, you're right. Okay, the world's top ping pong player, Malong, has added a secret new performance-enhancing substance to his Rio 2016 training regime as he tries to overcome anxiety. And that performance-enhancing substance is 
Booze. <laughs> yeah, you got to deal with anxiety some way, shape, or form. Yep. You know, some people use drugs. This is a form of drug. We've got to do what you got to do. China's top table tennis player has long dominated the world rankings, but failed to qualify for the singles competition in London 2012, oh. raising questions about his mental resilience. The lanky, muscular 27-year-old from the northeastern province of Liaoning lacks nothing when it comes to technical skills and is renowned for his scorching serve and deceptive spin. But his struggles with nerves under pressure have driven China's chief table tennis coach, Liao Guoliang, to focus instead on teaching his protege how to relax. For my long, two things are most important. One is that when pressure gets very high, he may can go to bar and drink some alcohol. The, the other one... <laughs> <laughs> the other was to distract him with a chit-chat. Moderation and drinking was key, Leo said, but the goal was to get the obsessed player to relax a bit because the demand he usually put on himself are very strict and harsh. I think Ma Long is favorite to take first prize. Now we just have to pay attention to his thought pattern and release his mental stress. I have to throw off the burden and pressure. That's the only way I get the title this time. Millions of Chinese eyes will be fixated on Rio and Ma, a celebrity in a country where table tennis is a source of natural pride. There you go. Yeah. Did he win in Rio? Uh, I didn't get that far. Does, it, does that matter? You Not really. Surely you did. But uh, there we go. That, that's that's a bit of, that's a definitely. I mean, to actually have his coach in on it and the chief of table tennis saying, "Yeah, this is what we need to do." Let's get him on the booze. And uh, are you googling it right now to find out if he won? Yep. How'd you like my Chinese accent? Oh, I loved it. <laughs> Guess who won gold in Rio? Ma Long. Ma Long, China. Yes, Ma Long, China. <laughs> he did it. He did indeed. That's got to be up there with one of the greatest efforts. Yeah. If, if he kicked on, if he did actually go to the bar before his games and then won gold, that's well. almost the ultimate. Double gold. Double gold. He won the singles. I love and he this won, guy. He won the team, the team event as oh, well. No, Ma Long. Ma Long, he's the man. I had to throw off the burden and the pressure. That's the only way I get titled this time. Well done, I love your Long. accent, Rob, as well, because yeah, I, th- I actually confuse you with someone from Shanghai then. Well, good on him. So well done, Ma Long. Very impressive. Now, just briefly, I th- I, I, as again, because uh, we are a pro-feminist show and, and uh, gender equality, I, we don't want to exclude uh, females from greater sporting benders. They also Never. Should be. Never. The only thing is I decided to say, well, what shall I go for? I went for cheerleading. Oh, because of course, I mean, surely they'll be prominent. Yeah. The only problem is I looked it up, and there's not so much drunken and drug escapades as just wild six romps. That's fair and, enough. Uh, That's so a it's bender. It's a, does that count as a bender of sort, oh. and, or, more, or more just like actually like proper illegal stuff? Oh, well, so definitely like, a bender so then. Like, like number three, it had a top twenty. Sarah <laughs> Jones, number three, became a teacher and bedded a student. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, she was a, a cheerleading the, student. No, she a she's, cheerleading she, teacher. After being a cheerleader, became oh, a yeah. high school teacher, and then uh, dated and slept with a student who was seventeen years old. And there's lots of ones that just sort of go and you know, post a Playboy things like that. Not a yeah. big deal, but and quite a few that actually went into like full blazing porn as well. Porn cool. pops up again twice yeah, on the yeah. show. Look at that. And I'll just read number one here. This is the one that came number one. This is quite amusing. Molly Shatuck. Oh, could uh, be an Again, shacking up with a minor. Seemed mm. to be a bit of a trend. She was known as the NFL's oldest cheerleader and was 38 when she cheered for the Baltimore Ravens over 10 years ago. Uh, she was retired when her scandal came to light. Last month, she was sentenced to jail time for sexual misconduct with a 15-year-old boy. 38, 15. 38-year-old cheerleader. Yeah. She was a trophy wife for a businessman ages ago. <laughs> Not a very good trophy, it turns out. But found her 15-year-old toy boy... On Instagram. Oh, really? They chatted for a while before actually meeting up. They fooled around for a few weeks, and then she made her move. 
did some mouth stuff, quote, <laughs> and tried to sleep with him, but he denied her. She was charged and found guilty of sexually assaulting the young man. Looking at her, could she not have found someone close to her own age or just stuck it out for someone three years older? That's true. That's a very, very fair, fair call because she's not unattractive oh, really? um, as a 38-year-old. So maybe just a little messed up, I would suggest. So there we go. That's a bit of statutory rape. Um, <laughs> statutory? Yeah, yeah. But uh, it seems, I don't know, if it's, a, if it's a grown woman on a man, it doesn't seem to offend me so much. I'm just amazed. Is that like is that like too pro feminist? I'm still I'm is still that, I'm still trying to think, Where does that think, all the lines are getting blurred as I'm to st- what's morally sound. I'm still trying to process this. Number one, she picked him up off Instagram. Number two, we did some mouth, mouth stuff. Mouth stuff. That's in that's in quotation marks, mouth stuff. Number three, he's fifteen. Very I vague, mean, isn't it? It's just Yeah. I think for the content of our show it's probably probably best we keep it vague. Alright, great. Well that's great at sporting business for another week. I hope it was educational. <laughs> Malong and whatever her name Shatuk was, the uh, 38-year-old rapist. <laughs> so he played the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear a mom because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless kid. You Worst song in the world. It's right. becoming frequently your homework, worst song in the world. It yeah, seems to be. it you're, is. You're coming through with the goods. I kind of went down your track trying to find mm. sports that you wouldn't associate with songs and uh, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. I was having to think about it, and I just whacked into uh, in the old Google machine. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone's done any song about darts. Darts? Darts. Well, there's lots of songs going on in the crowd well, about exactly. other bits and bobs. Yeah, so there's... I, I was looking for a specific... I was actually thinking along those lines. Oh, I wonder if somebody's done, a, you know, mm-hmm. any, any crowd stuff or mm-hmm. whatever or mm-hmm. turned um, some of their walk-on music into something. Sure. And all of a sudden, this popped up. Oh, yes, I got my ticket for the dance. I got my ticket for the dance. It's all right. Don't matter what. I don't give a monkey the love as I'm going to walk. I'll take it for the dance. Give me great. He's always 
much as I actually want to hear the whole song, <laughs> <laughs> we do have to keep it brief. Yes. Well, there is no way that's the worst song in I the know, world. That's outstanding. That's uh, if you if you are British, you will know that is uh, well. It's not Chaz and Dave. It's just mm. Chaz of Chaz and Dave Fave, right? Because you can't have the Chaz without the Dave. Sure, but that's Chaz Hodges and the Premier League boys. Mm. 2012. That featured Phil Taylor, Adrian Lewis, James Wade, Gary Anderson, Raymond Van Berneveld, Australian, the beard to be feared, Simon, the Wizard of Oz, Whitlock, Andy that Hamilton, title. Kevin Pater, and Walk On Girl, Jackie Adams. Oh, so they um, represent the girls. Again. It was a charity single by the way okay. they did it for uh, the Haven House Children's Hospice so um, 2012 obviously is kind of the start of the Premier League mm. and darts just exploding it's an absolute, Premier League it's, it's a ripper it is it's brilliant it? <laughs> got my ticket to the darts yeah yeah, got my yeah. no it was awesome but I thought specifically darts related mm. if you and you'd never heard that before ever no, anywhere never even heard Surely of it yeah. someone would have on the, on the bus on the way up to Ali Pali so I was trying to look song. up before we as mm. we were playing that I was trying mm. to find out where it charted and I can't find any record of it in the charts which is a bit of a shame because considering we've had the Anfield rap that was a uh, number one-ish we've had some horrible stuff <laughs> in there that's been that Everton I think well. we started this whole thing off with the Everton one that was the was awful and yeah. bad and it got to number 20 in the charts yeah, right. or something. Well, well, so. we, we are definitely going to have to start our ranking on our worst song in the a, world. An actual chart. An actual chart. Yeah. The, the 365 chart, worst song in the world chart. Yeah. We Let's, must have reviewed about 30 songs by now. At least, yeah. Do we rank it from the worst? We should put it out. It's worst number one? I think it should be. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's to me, is the bottom. Yeah, no, it's good. That's, I, that's I, I, did, I did like Chelsea last week, by the way. Yeah. I did like that. No, yeah. I, think we should, I think we should update it on our Facebook page. Yeah, keep, get that one going. Um, and yeah, actually have a chart. Have a chart. Yeah, and good we, idea. And you can even have the moons up up to this yeah, week with a bullet. <laughs> yeah, all the Brit- all our British listeners will recognise the the tunes of Chaz and Dave's that song's. Almost a reason alone to go to the dance. <laughs> Indeed, mm. talking about going back in time and having mm. a great night out of the dance. Mm. I think it's uh, facts of lifetime. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you gotta go and show you grow And now you know about the facts of life The facts of life When the world never seems To be living up to your dreams um, June the 3rd, yeah, amazingly enough, mm-hmm. is also National Turtle Racing Day Is it? Yes. What's a strange combo? I know. I'm not quite sure how... You could easily do that. If you go to a turtle racing bar and drink cider, you can you can embrace two at once. But we did actually go turtle racing. We did. We? Talking yep. about bars yep. and drinking. Yep. Where yep. were we? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Do you we remember stayed, the name uh, of the pub? Oh, no. Nah. It was an Irish pub, wasn't it? It was kind of Irish, yeah. Brennan's, it's called. Is that what it was? Uh, yep, that rings a bell now. Yeah, Marino Del Mar, I think mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, all right, I'm going to ha- just hand this over to you. Yeah, well, we're saying... What is turtle races? Turtle races, essentially, they place... You, you choose a turtle, each person sort of... You buy lines a turtle. Up and you buy one, you pay money for it. And they have sort of a ring, uh, uh, and they start with a small circle in the middle, and then a wider outer ring, and the turtles get stuck in the middle of the ring, and whoever one gets the out, outer border first is the winner of the race. In effect, it does sound easy, doesn't it? Well, it's just that the turtles don't really know which way to go. <laughs> so, you know, they're not the great thinkers. They haven't been trained. They haven't been trained and they haven't been uh, uh, coaxed in any way, shape or form. I don't, I don't know if you're allowed to put like a little tadpole the other end and they can Ooh. run and try and eat. I don't, what do they eat? Jellyfish. Jelly. How does that? They, they'll get stung. No, they just nah. eat the tops. Okay. 
They got that covered. They do, yeah. Well, they'll be a bit confused though because they're on a con- and being on a concrete courtyard in a pub. There's not that many they're, jellyfish. They're a bit out of their natural environment. <laughs> yeah. So they're probably just freaking out at all the drunken munters yelling at them to go faster. There's a lot of shenanigans involved with these turtle races that we saw. I'm trying to remember. I just remember the presentation was very, very good. Yeah. From the guys, they really they, that hosted the event. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's late, it's drunken stuff, and yeah, they don't start to like it's a Thursday night. Yeah. They don't people start really till... knew about it because as soon as it was turtle racing oh, time, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they came in and. Packed out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. out of being we, near empty. We got there a little bit early because yeah. we, we they were a bit hazy about the details. We had a bit, I of, think, a bit of a burger, I think. We did. We had, didn't we? That's right. We did. Food's very good in Brennan's, by the yeah, way. Uh, four stars. Yeah. Uh, TripAdvisor. Um, <laughs> you had to buy your turtle, obviously. Mm. I think it was $5. Yeah. I don't think you could bet on them, you, you, but you got a prize if your turtle won in, in each race. You probably but, got all the money from that. But there were various fines and red flags on That's the races, right. weren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one oh. rule was don't point at the turtle. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You get fined and they pull out the red card like yeah. in an NFL game. Yeah, that's it. And they come and it's the whole reset straight away or something. They're, they're, that's right. Yeah, so if yeah. you pointed at the turtle, they stopped the race and you had to mm. start all over again. Because you have to not scare the turtle. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. You also got fined. If you got caught pointing at the turtles, they yeah. fined you. You had to pay a $5 fine. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's how these boys make their money. Yeah. I forgot about that. I of think course, there of was course. A, there was another couple of rules as well, but that was the one that sticks out in my mind. Mm. And if your turtle won, it wasn't cash prizes. There was actually it was lucky dip, wasn't it? Yeah, they actually had uh, presents that were wrapped up, and it was anything from a water pistol to uh, all sorts that they'd gone mm. out and bought in the ninety nine cent shop. If if you're in LA, uh, although Brennan's is closed for renovations until May, I've just found this on the internet. So mm. uh, they're renovating because. The Turtle Racing Stadium just isn't big enough. My word. That's how popular it is. Really? Yes. Uh, In Australia, Australia Day, Story Bridge Hotel in Brisbane, Mm -hmm. they do the cockroach races. These are not intelligent animals, any three of them, right? They they don't really know what's going on. They're not No, they just run around in circles, I think. Yeah, there's no room for training or anything like that. The cockroach races uh, is incredibly popular, Mm. and it is a massive day out on Australia Day, and the Story Bridge Hotel is famed for its uh, cockroach races. Yeah, yeah. um, Again, you can buy cockroaches on the day. Okay. <laughs> Turtle race. Get to Brennan's Pub in Los Angeles. I'm sure they do it elsewhere. Yeah. And it, as it is National Turtle Racing Day, then yeah. I'm sure there are events all over the world. If you want to get blazing drunk and be an idiot, that's a fun night. I don't think night. there were actually that many drunk people. Because it is a Thursday. It's America. It is, and it's America. You just can't get drunk on their beer. Yeah. Probably get arrested. Something like that. They just want to go back to the to uh, Carl's place for a jacuzzi. <laughs> 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 hey, do you want to be a world champion? Champion of the world. Anyway, what do we got? We, what, we, what, 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 what am I coming okay. with champion of? Champion this week. This isn't an official world championship, but all eyes were on Gloucestershire on Monday. Right. For? The cheese rolling. Cheese rolling. I'm almost, this is almost like a mainstream event for me, cheese rolling. <laughs> yes. Like, there was two that whenever we said we're doing the 365, yeah, yeah, yeah. the two, what were the two that people always said? There was this, cheese rolling. Oh, you got to see this cheese rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the other one? Kabaddi. Jousting. I was going Scandinavia, not jousting. People have jealous of a huge discovery. Wife carrying. Yes. Right. People They're the always ones. said, oh, have you heard about this wife carrying? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so it was the cheese rolling. Cooper's Hill in Gloucestershire. Now, everyone's kind of seen this cheese rolling. Mm. You, they get a wheel of cheese. Yep. Roll it down a hill. Like a big sucker. 
big, big. Yeah, big. it's probably a good album size, twelve inch, fifteen inch, probably. So, Bank Holiday Monday, first last Monday in May, I think. So they run down this hill, which is steep, and they people fall over, people roll down the hill, they do cartwheels, they basically just charge down the hill for no apparent reason. They, they put a rugby team at yeah. the bottom of the hill to tackle you to stop you flying through flying the fence. Through the fence, yeah, yeah. So this has become obviously legendary. This sport. Mm. There's been broken necks, broken legs, uh, all sorts. But it's just phenomenally fun. I didn't know this until a while ago. They actually have a race where you have to run back up the hill. Oh. Yeah. I'd prefer that. It takes about 10 minutes to get up this hill. Really? Yeah, because it is that That steep. steep. And this year, if you see the footage, they actually had a bit of rain and it's a bit sloppy. Okay. Uh, So there's people there. In our danger rating, this is, I think... This is up there. Yeah. This is the one where the most significant injuries do Well, you care. keep saying that I, when we get there, I'm going to do it and all this stuff. I, I was never doing it. <laughs> no way. I've got, I had nightmares, I have nightmares about like my, snapping my ankle, jumping yeah. down. Like, nah. First time I've done the cheese run, I've covered all sorts of weird and wonderful events all across Great Britain. And this was almost the last one on my list. So I've watched from afar for years. It, it's really scary up there. I will grant you that. Because, you know, you... You've got to commit. Once you start on that hill, you can't really just... You can't gingerly descend. You've got to, you really have to go for it. And all those guys want to, want to go for it as well. And I hope, hope the injuries aren't too bad. Um, and this is kind of quintessential Britishness, isn't it? I love it. I love the eccentricity of events like this. Uh, am I pleased with my run? I got down to the bottom. I didn't win the cheese, but I got down. The, the cheese went to the best man, I think. Hard to put into words. So happy. I just think I 100% go for it. Commit. Um, I guess I'm just lucky. So yeah, Chris Anderson. Uh, he's he's now won 20 cheeses over the years. What's he going to do with all that cheese? Is he sort of ch- ch- dice it up and? Uh, um, well, them? actually, he actually. What sort of cheese is it? Well, it's a obviously in Gloucestershire. Mm-hmm. It's a seven to nine pound double Gloucester. If, what does that mean? Like what? what does double it Gloucester like? is a type of. Yeah. What is uh, it? It's that orangey cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not quite yeah, red yeah. Leicester, but yeah. yeah or, I I know not, what you mean. I, double Gloucester is actually quite nice. Quite, quite nice. Sharp. sharp as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually made by. 86-year-old Diana Smart and her said son, Rod, they have supplied the cheese since 1988. Wow. So, so she all takes pride in it then. I, I oh. thought it might feel like her artwork is being sort of hurled down a hill Not and dis- disrespected. She's famous. Mm. Um, but in May 2013, mm. a police inspector warned the 86-year-old cheesemaker that she could be held responsible for injuries. I don't know how that works. That's just pie in the sky that, rubbish. That is that, that some dickhead tweet that in as well to sort of. Uh, that's a, someone, well, that's that's a police un- inspector. That is just that makes me so angry. I know. And stuff like it, that. Unbelievable. Isn't it? That should actually the whole town. That, that that's the sort of thing that should result in like a public like a lynch mob. Yeah. Going after the police. That's then. right. Yeah. So to stand up for what's right, not, not for what's wrong. <laughs> that's right. Flip it on the lynch mob. Yeah. That make like make lynch mobs like a good thing. Yeah, well, they yeah, are yeah. a good thing. Mm. Well, nowadays, well. <laughs> <laughs> we're pro lynch mobs here. We're pro feminism and pro lynch mob and pro cheese rolling. In 2010, the organisers faced a backlash following an announcement of how the 2011 event would be run. Plans have been made to conduct the event under mounting pressure from local council, who stipulated it should include security, perimeter fencing to allow crowd control and spectator areas that would charge an entrance fee. The event proceeded without this management. Helen Thorpe, former winner, said, No one's going to stop us doing it. They say it's not official, but we are all Brockworth people and we're running the cheese today. So it's official. 
It's there. It's official. We strongly believe in it. And then Richard Jeffries, who is the Cheese Rolling Committee spokesperson, mm. since we announced an entry fee, we have been bombarded with so much hostility and criticism, much of it as a personal level, including accusations of profiteering, mm. and some of the committees have even received threats oh, from the lynch mob. Really? <laughs> the 2011 event took place without management due to safety concerns over the number of people visiting the event, resulting in Save the Cheese Roll campaign. <laughs> Despite the cancellation and lack of paramedics, around 500 people showed up still, and they held spontaneous yeah. races I, instead. No major injuries were reported. I think you can get far more pressing issues that really affect society and try and launch a protest, and you'll get very few people will turn up for a lot of them. <laughs> people will stand up for cheese any day of the week. That's right. I tell so, you. So Chris Anderson, who is the king of the cheese... <laughs> Uh, he, like I said, he has won twenty cheeses. Now he is the official mm. world record cheese yeah. rolling holder. So that's official in the real meaning of the word. Yep, like that is when, official. When the Gloucestershire lady said official, that actually is the old version where it actually means something. Yes. So they need a subsidiary in the dictionary of saying the official real meaning and then official three six five days of sport meaning, which the word will just be bollocks. So since two thousand and eight, Chris Anderson, who we just heard from, mm. he has won all but two. Of the main elite cheese rolling races. They do four races, or three races, sorry, for the men. Uh, and obviously this year he won all three. American won in 2013. Kenny Rackers won the main one. Um, well, see, in order to, you'd have to really study the track and have a, a strict strategy of how you're going to get down nah, there. You just got to run and just take it as a man. Not the main race, one of the other races, Mark Ellis and Matthew Ridge. The rugby union, rugby league players yeah. from New Zealand, they entered, and Mark Ellis won. Did he? Yeah, and uh, Matthew Ridge came third, I think. So there's a couple of Australian winners. Uh, Dion Carter won the women's race three years in a row. She's Australian. Wow. Caleb Stolder mm-hmm. uh, won a race, and Sheldon Ronald. What a name that is, Sheldon Ronald. Yeah, yeah. He won in 2014 for Australia, mate. Been a lot of cheese going down. Oh, the hill. oh, mate. Yeah. 2004. Yeah. Race two, Mark Ellis. Yeah, Ellis. There it is. So 2004 was much later on. There of course, he would have had to have finished his rugby career if, to be running down hills like an idiot, I guess. So Amazingly enough, right. in 2004, a man from Bhutan won the first race. Padam Shriya. There you go. Bhutan won something. Yeah, yeah. Apart he, from archery. National sport of Where is Bhutan? Bhutan? Uh, it's Himalayas way, isn't it? Okay. Right there. Somewhere. So he obviously really had a, a goal in mind. He Could wanted to become a world champion and he did it. That's what it's yeah, all yeah. about. He so did. if you're keen to dice with death or major injury, run down a hill. I'm trying to think whether this chasing place is a on cheese. the danger scale in between uh, shovel racing and... Uh, is it between shovel racing and the roll-off? No, this is much more dangerous than shovel racing. You reckon? Oh, mate. This did hill... some guy went 100 mile an hour on a shovel? And you reckon this is just running down a hill? Yeah. You but can control how fast you want to run. It's not well, like don't you, forget, it can't get away shovel, from you. Shovel racing's on snow. It's not that hard, is it? But, yeah, I don't know how the person went as fast as they did. Well, 140 the, kilometers an hour. So yeah, uh, okay. that's so cheese rolling. It's yeah. yeah, it's spectacular. That's the one event. I'm, I'm probably most gutted about not going to see. Right. Really? I, yeah. Okay. I really did want to go and see that for my... I was pretty keen to go to Hawaii and Vietnam, actually. I wasn't so much about the sports, just which country we didn't get to go to. True. Yeah. What's going on in the life of Beefy this week? Well, I've just got to, got to tell you about the 365 Days of Sport, Geelong Supercats under 14s. We've been pretty slack in not covering oh, their yeah, events. Yeah. Francis Harrison, friend of the show, who's their coach. Mm. They, How are they going? They played Sunbury last night. They were 10 down at one stage. 
but came back to win 46 40. So what they're going quite well, the old uh, Geelong Good. Uh, Supercats under 14s, yeah. the yeah, 365 Days of Sport sponsored uh, team. Yep. What else have I got? How's your cider? Refreshing. Oh, nice. Mm. Crisp. World Cider Day today, by the way, if you didn't know. Uh, what else have I got? It's National Learn to Row Day. Mm. I'm not keen. Yeah, they used to make slaves do that shit. That's true. All the way back, including the Vikings and the Romans. So to all rowers on your pedestals, you're actually just a pointless slave. <laughs> you're officially yeah. a pointless you're not, slave. You're not even getting some, somewhere. You're just going back to the start and doing it over and over. Well, is, that, um, is that our 365 for the week? Kind of. I, up? Any I just final got, parting statements? Yeah, I, I'm recovering from a couple of operations. Mm. There's nothing quite like getting woken up at three in the morning, getting yeah. some doctor steal some of your leg by okay. shoving, shoving a, a big... massive big needle thing in there yeah, and trying yeah. to vacuum yeah. out bits of muscle. Yeah, just so you're aware, this, he wasn't just sort of in some nut house or he hadn't been, he hadn't been kidnapped <laughs> no. by some, and it wasn't the starting of some horror film. He's actually been uh, part of a scientific experiment. Because yes. he cares about science. It's not for the money. <laughs> he, he wants people to progress. No, I'd let you know now it is for the money because <laughs> if I did have money, I wouldn't be doing this and I wouldn't be woken up every four hours of the day to get some doctor shoving stuff right. in my legs You're getting closer and closer sucking, to the... sucking muscle out we're hitting the big time any day now it's right there <laughs> please it's right there I don't want to do any more of these science experiments for money <laughs> just want to do this yeah. British Lions Rugby Tour oh, of yeah, New Zealand yeah, starts today yep so it was, it was the first test what two weeks or something when three weeks three yeah. weeks um, awesome so Lions. They're, they're playing the New Zealand Provincial Barbarians at Whangarai uh, <laughs> Which starts with a W for all you people that don't know. The WH sound in Māori is makes a f- an F. I did see a super rugby game played in Apia last mm. night. Oh, I heard that. Yep. Between Auckland, your boys, the yep. Blues, and Queens and Reds. Yep. The minimum wage in Samoa mm. is $1.70 an hour. And yeah. they don't make too much more than that generally. Sure. How much were tickets for the Auckland Blues versus Queens and Reds? I heard they were ridiculous and almost too expensive for even like a person living in New Zealand yeah. to go and see. So the, they were standing tickets available at the ends of the ground for $20, but you generally couldn't get a ticket for cheaper than $60. An hour. $60. And if yeah. you wanted to sit on the side, it was 250 what the hell? So some clueless promoter has just got hold of city. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to make dollars. It is, it is not the least bit interested in getting people. Along. Apparently, it was the Auckland Blues. They were trying to cover travel expenses, accommodation expenses. Instead of spreading the word about rugby union, the world game, they tried and just, to m- and just copying it for once. They tried to make money out of it. That's a disgrace. And they have copped huge backlash. And the stadium itself was an athletic stadium, multi-purpose stadium, and it held eight thousand people. And apparently, there were about three thousand people there. It's a, a disaster all around. And like you say there's a there's an element of goodwill there's an element of promotion and no they just tried to make sure they made money i love the thing about that is i love the island people they're, yeah they're, oh, they're brilliant fantastic i had i just yesterday i had a great laugh there's something about the honesty of, of third world countries yeah where they just they still a lot of their mannerisms and the way that they speak to each other is so oh what use word it's not offensive but but essentially it's just back to more instinctive stuff like yeah. how you should respond to something so i was telling a uh, guy at work that I was thinking about, I was, I'm trying to get some money together, maybe go to Fiji. And we're talking about the flights, Fiji Air, and he said he went for Virgin one time. And his, I was like, oh, how'd you find Virgin? He goes, it's no good. And I was like, why is that good? I asked the hostess, I want, uh, how, how about some of this, uh, the free bear? And she say, uh, oh no, you have to pay on this one. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> what about, uh, what about this uh, TV? Don't work. Oh, so you have to pay for the TV. What? Fuck that! <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not flying this fucking airline again. <laughs> uh, I'd rather pay another 50 bucks, get the free beer, the free TV. Yeah. Now what I do next five hours? <laughs> so very, very I love the way his thought process was, I paid for this, so she gave it for free, but I'd rather spend another 50 bucks to get the TV and yeah. free beer. But you're probably going to spend only 40 bucks drinking yeah. and watching the TV anyway, yeah, yeah, so yeah. you might as well pay on the flight. Yeah, I've just got to tell this great one. This yeah. is actually sport-related too. Um, this newspaper article my father read to me when we were over in Fiji a few years ago. And it was in regard to the Fiji Golf Open. And the tournament finished and there was some confusion over the proportion in which they paid the winners to the other participants in that it was very large for the winner and quite very small, the distribution for everyone else, and was struggling to cover all their costs yeah. and whatever else. And the article sort of was reading this reporter and they just they're just a little too open about how things went. And the article sort of reads, goes, so in regard to the problem with the disproportion of funds amongst the player, I then go to Fiji Golf Open chairman's house in order to resolve the issue. However, unfortunately, on arrival at the house, when I knock on his door, I was informed that he was too drunk and he would not be able to comment on the issue this evening. I was also then returned tomorrow for further inquiry. However, unfortunately, upon arrival the next morning, again, the chairman was unable to comment because he was too sick. The matter at this stage remained unresolved. (laughs) (laughs) This is how it's written in in their article. He got hammered and now he's hungover. Yeah. So we'll get to it later. Yeah. Yeah. Fiji time. That's how it works. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's it, man. Yeah. It's been an absolute belter today. Ah, just kept on going. That's June the 3rd, World Cider Day. Thanks, Montice, for providing Rob with today's beverage of choice. Yes, it'll go down refreshingly as it has been all day. That's Reasons 5 Days of Sport. We'll see you next week. I'll try 365 days 365 ways to get to you yeah. To get to you, you